0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent
1: Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskag Today with your host, Tanner Wallace-Gribner.
0: Tanner Wallace Scribner filling in for Ryan Young on this edition of Saskatchewan Agriculture today for Milligan Bio. The leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. On today's show, we talk with Agriculture Minister David Merritt, where we discuss a pair of announcements he made earlier today. We also have CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Grant McClellan, to discuss what's happening at the Saskatchewan beef industry conference plus the Wheat market outlook we'll have all that and more including the farm weather market update livestock and resource reports all coming up here on saskatchewan agriculture today
1: this is sasquite today with your host tanner wallace Gribner
0: Tanner Waldo Scribner filling in for Ryan Young on today's show. For Justin's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection and farm fresh water. Fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. of announcements at the saskatchewan beef industry conference this morning merit announced the freezing of the 2024 crown land grazing rate at 2022 levels and in partnership with the government of canada announced livestock and forage research activities merit touched first on the research projects
2: Right, the announcement today is really research projects for the livestock sector and it's 6.8 million dollars that we are uh, contributing for egg research for livestock sector here in the province of Saskatchewan. It's about 30 different projects so what I'm very proud of is the uh, Egg Development Fund committee that does the selection on the projects that they feel are very important uh, for the province of Saskatchewan and for producers here. And the committee is really made up of uh, livestock producers, academia and uh, some ministry officials as well. So um, that's the part I really do like. They're the ones that make the selection on what projects they think are important to the province.
0: The minister then talked about the freezing of crown land as the industry continues to deal with the effects of several years of dry conditions.
2: Obviously, this is a program we thought that really had to be looked at, and we did it. So we freeze, froze the rates since we in 2022. So we've continued to do that. Uh, the rates are always based on market price and things like that. So uh, it, we would have saw another significant increase. So this was we felt was the right thing to do to freeze it again. And obviously, uh, we want to make sure that the patrons are compensated. I would say that for their respect they have for the pastures and the native uh, grasslands here in the province, and they are the best custodians of the land. They really are, and they know when they should be pulling their their herds off so uh, we want to be able to uh, compensate them for that side of it so if the cattle aren't in the pastures they won't have to pay the rent.
0: Merritt says while the industry continues to face multiple challenges both announcements as well as others are designed to help out livestock
2: producers. And the program we announced last August as well, so that we were going to, you know, help producers uh, if they're looking for feed or had to truck it, that's why we came out with that program, that we'd compensate them that way. So uh, we just want to make sure that what we're doing here is is in the best interest of the livestock sector. Uh, we want to, obviously, like I said, we want to remain very competitive. We want to be sustainable. Uh, and and our producers are some of the best in the world. So um, the the, uh, Western Canada Livestock Show, or or Agribition, is probably one of the best shows that that really shows and showcases what we're doing here in the province. So uh, I think it's through research projects like this, it allows us that, but one thing it also does is it really allows us to attract uh, very, very brilliant people that are in the livestock uh, sector in research that want to come to the province and do research projects.
0: He also commented about his concern
2: about the declining cow herds we 're watching those numbers and we 're seeing them uh, you know move the way that we don 't want to see them move i 'm hoping that, uh, like everybody else, and even talking to producers, I said, you know if we see moisture conditions come back, we could we might start uh, increasing our herds back up but yes i 've talked to a lot of ranchers that were running you know five six hundred head that have reduced it down to three hundred and fifty uh, and three hundred and four hundred so you know, and they're saying that to me. So I'm just hopeful that we can see uh, moisture conditions return to normal again. And I think you'd see the hurts come back up. So, but uh, yeah, it's very concerning when we're watching. It.
0: That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt discussing a pair of announcements they made earlier today. You can find more information on those announcement announcements at saskegtoday.com.
1: We're back with SaskAg today with Tanner Wallace Scribner on 620 CKRM.
0: Welcome back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Tanner Wallace Scribner filling in for Ryan Young on today's show. Kathy Larson, a professional research associate with the University of Saskatchewan, will be one of the many receiving funding from the government of Canada and Saskatchewan, a part of those earlier mentioned research projects. Larson will be following up with 35 ranchers under the age of 35 and how they fared 10 years later. She explained exactly what she'll be looking at.
3: In 2014, uh, I had funding through the Agriculture Development Fund to interview 35 ranchers under the age of 35, and we knew at that time, through Statistics Canada, that there was lower rates of uh, younger producers um, in, in beef production, and I wanted to know how those producers were managing land, labour, and capital challenges and opportunities, so I thought it was an opportune time to come back 10 years later and follow up with those folks to see how things have changed. Have they done anything to take advantage of those opportunities, overcome those challenges, or are they still there? And also just how are they doing production-wise and use of the various risk management programs that we have available to producers.
0: Larson tells us how many she's heard back from 10 years later.
3: As I was preparing this proposal I did reach out to all of them and I had over half reply that they would be interested in being interviewed and I had no one say that they're no longer in cattle production but if they're, they have exited I do want to follow up with them and find out what um, led to that decision and, and what they're doing now.
0: Larson explained that it will be a couple years before the project Is all finished.
3: The funding requires me to find a graduate student so I'll be in search of a graduate student who will start this fall. We hope to have interviews over um, the fall and winter of 24-25 and then have results coming out would be into um, later mid to late 2025.
0: She explained how the funding she received from both the governments of Canada and Saskatchewan will help with the project.
3: How I see this helping is just, it's a case study approach, right? I'm I'm only meeting with a a smaller group of the overall producer bodies, but these are producers who we have past um, conversations with and information on. And by doing this follow-up, I I hope to gain a sense of what some of those challenges are on a more intimate basis with them. I'll be calculating cost of production for them and using that information to inform research and extension and uh, policy development as well.
0: That was Kathy Larson, a professional research associate with the University of Saskatchewan.
1: You're tuned in to Saskag today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM
0: now today's egg review with doug falconer of gx 94 brought to you by karst holdings in assiniboia and slaps integra tire in grenfell your locally owned integra tire dealers and my grain exchange ready to market your 2023 crop head over to mygrainexchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions
4: the record large net short position in ice futures canola continued to rise in mid-january As fund traders put on more bearish bets and liquidated long positions. That's according to the latest Commitments of Traders report from the United States Commodity Futures Trading Commission. As of January 16th, the net managed money short position in Canola Futures came in at 132,882, which was up by about 12,000 from the previous week. Open interest in the canola market came in at 263,342 contracts, which was up by 14,443 on the week. At the Chicago Board of Trade, a combination of long liquidating and new shorts saw the net short position in soybeans more than double on the week at about 78,800 contracts. Farmers Edge has entered into an agreement with its largest shareholder to take the company private, pending approval from other shareholders. The deal would see a subsidiary of Fairfax Financial Holdings, which owns approximately 61% of the common shares in the digital agriculture company, purchase the remaining shares for a price of 35 cents Canadian apiece. The purchase price represents a slight increase from the original $0.25 offer by Fairfax in November and an approximately 98% devaluation from the $17 per share price at Farmers Edge's initial public offering on the TSX in March of 2021. The deal is expected to close in the first quarter of 2024, subject to shareholder and court approvals, after which the company would be delisted from the TSX. The company says it plans to hold a shareholder meeting to vote on the transaction around March 12th. About 600,000 Albertans depend on groundwater and scientists and rural officials say not enough is known about the effects that years of drought have had. Alberta has already warned municipalities to plan for another dry summer and is preparing help for farmers and aims to mobilize firefighting teams early, but those measures address surface water. Paul McLaughlin, the president of the Rural Municipalities of Alberta and an environmental scientist, says his members are increasingly concerned. He says even if there's snowmageddon, it's not recharging aquifers enough. Restaurants Canada is urging the British Columbia government to intervene in a proposed increase to the farm level price of chicken in the province. The industry group says in a press release That the price hike proposed by the B.C. Chicken Marketing Board, which monitors and regulates production and marketing, would be untenable for restaurants and for consumers. Restaurants Canada is one of several food industry associations sounding the alarm about the Marketing Board's proposal, which is currently awaiting approval from the B.C. Farm Industry Review Board. The Restaurants Group, as well as the Canadian Poultry and Egg Processors and the Canadian Federation of Independent Grocers, wrote to the Review Board in December urging it not to accept the proposal. The situation illustrates the pressure that all levels of the food industry are under to keep prices stable for consumers. Mary Robinson, the former president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, has been appointed to the Senate She fills a vacancy in Prince Edward Island. Robinson is a sixth generation farmer and agribusiness operator in PEI and current vice president of the World Farmers Organization. She holds a Bachelor of Arts in Economics and Business. She served as president of the Prince Edward Island Federation of Agriculture and chair of the Canadian Agricultural Human Resources Council. She has been on numerous boards, including the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity and Agriculture Canada's National Food Policy Advisory Council. Named to the upper chamber yesterday by Governor-General Mary Simon, Robinson will serve as an independent senator. And that's today's AgReview. I'm Doug Faulkner.
1: It's your Saskag today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought
0: to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866 and Moose Jaw Truck Shop. The number one choice for any diesel engine repair drop in with no appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Now here's Precision Weather's Phil Spivak.
5: Well, it's looking pretty warm. We have a warm front coming through. It's uh, producing a little light snow. The more significant snow, and it's still pretty light, has pushed out to our north already. A few flurries in the air. Uh, but for the most part, things are going to be quiet down. The wind, which is still up a bit, will come down through the afternoon and into tonight. And the warm front that's lifting through is not only warmer – It's going to be downright warm for this time of year as temperatures run well above normal. And it looks like a good portion of uh, next week above freezing. So some unusual warmth back in and a little... Trade-off to our unusual cold that we had for a while. I guess that's not too unusual, just it was very persistent. It felt unusual after a while. Uh, But the flurry is winding down. Uh, Again, not too much of that around, just some nuisance-type stuff. Temperature getting just shy of the freezing mark this afternoon. Tonight, partly cloudy, dropping off to around minus 7. And tomorrow, a partly sunny sky with a high near minus 4. Cloud cover will be in and out through the day. There may be a period of thicker cloud. can't even rule out a passing flurry. Right in the very middle of the day, around noon tomorrow, but it looks like anything that does develop from that is going to be just as insignificant as uh, anything we've got around today. And uh, during the day on Thursday, we'll have a little more sunshine, temperature up to around minus one. Once the wind comes down today, too, it's not that much of a factor. Tonight, later on, as the wind comes down, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night, Thursday, 10, maybe as high as 20 kilometers per hour. Certainly not a strong wind and certainly not as the temperatures run warmer. As I mentioned, just, just shy of the freezing mark on Thursday, abundant sunshine for Friday near zero and above zero, around one degree with the sunshine on Saturday.
0: The normal high for this time of year is minus 10. The normal low is minus 23. So as Phil mentioned, quite a difference there. Sunrise was at 845 this morning, and the sun is scheduled to set at 536 tonight. Looking around the province at this hour, in Estevan it's minus 6, Battlefords and Prince Albert at minus 8, Saskatoon at minus 6, Swiftkern at minus 5, Weyburn at minus 8, and Yorkton at minus 11. The cold spot in the province is Collins Bay at at minus 17 and maple creeks the hot spot in the province at plus four in regina pardon me in moose jaw at this moment it is currently minus two and partly cloudy with the wind chill at minus nine in regina it's some light snow falling minus seven with wind chill at minus 15 that's been your 620 ckrm farm weather we'll be back in a moment
1: Catch up with all your egg news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag today with Tanner Wallace-Scribner on 620 CKRM.
0: Tanner Wallace-Scribner filling in for Ryan Young on this portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture, which is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, McDougalActions.com, and by Pattison Liquid Systems. Experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Saskatchewan Beef Industry Conference has officially kicked off with Agriculture Minister David Merritt making a pair of announcements earlier this morning. As touched on earlier in the show, Merritt announced the freezing of the 2024 Crown land grazing rate at 2022 levels and in partnership with the Government of Canada, livestock and forage research activities. CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Grant McClellan, reacted to the pair of announcements.
6: Well certainly we appreciate the announcement. Uh, It's something that we've been having conversations with the Minister and his team about for the last year uh, since uh, the announcement was made initially at SBIC last year. Uh, We appreciate the recognition number one that uh, the drought conditions and low moisture still persist uh, in large parts of the province Uh, and support for our beef producers is is necessary for us to be able to maintain our herd or at least uh, stem some of the uh, decline. The other part is it really does show that uh, the ministry believes that our producers are the best suited to be stewards of that land, that public crown land that's owned by the people of this province. And in terms of taking care of that property and, and that uh, resource that we have, uh, it's another vote of confidence that our producers are some of the, those who are best suited to, to do that sustainably and, and effectively.
0: He also previewed what's to come at the conference
6: both for today and tomorrow. We have another uh, keynote with a number of uh, veterinarians including our chief uh, vet med officer here in Saskatchewan Stephanie Smith uh, to discuss you know some of the challenges and uh, scenarios that might arise uh, if there's a FMD-related outbreak or any type of disease outbreak in in the livestock sector. Certainly something that we need to be prepared about and certainly uh, something that's front of mind for a lot of producers. And then of course uh, we have our cattle college uh, this afternoon and so that's the opportunity for a lot of our researchers. Of course the Minister announced today uh, that there is additional funding for research for the livestock sector. Saskatchewan Cattlemen is proud to uh, partner with the government on that and provide funding to research projects as well. But this really gives the opportunity opportunity for those researchers to come and talk about the projects and the progress they've made and what the results are so far and what they expect to uh, to see at the end of those projects. So, um, And then tomorrow, one of our uh, big keynote speakers that we're very uh, enthusiastic and excited about, uh, we have Tim McMillan, uh, former president of the Canadian Association of uh, Petroleum Producers, here to talk to us about uh, some of the challenges that the oil and gas industry went through uh, in terms of meeting some environmental standards and some of the standards that have been pushed on uh, Uh, that industry and and what to be aware of in the agriculture sector because certainly we know uh, there's increased scrutiny on that uh, around the world as well and we don't want to see some of the policies that have been adopted in places like Europe adopted here we need to continue to support our industry so we're excited to have him out uh, and then of course uh, we have our banquet this evening Uh, which is followed by uh, an auction and uh, some scholarship presentation for the SBIC scholarship. Uh, So there's lots going on. Uh, We expect a few more people to keep rolling in throughout the day, but we're very pleased with the turnout. McClellan also said that there will be a familiar face to 620
0: CKRM listeners at the banquet tonight.
6: For uh for your listeners, uh, one of the things we want to talk about is one of our special guest speakers tonight is actually someone pretty familiar to you guys. It's uh, Jim Smalley, so we're pleased to have uh, Jim out here tonight, and and uh, really looking forward, like I said, to today's program. And uh, of course, there's AGMs happening, so I know that we'll see more folks coming through. But just we're really pleased with the conference so far, and we hope to see more folks come out.
0: That was Grant McClellan, the CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association.
1: You're tuned in to Saskag today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by Daigleman Industries. Look to Dagleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market in Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission gave its market outlook for the week. Michael Wilton with Mercantile Consulting gives us the biggest news on the wheat front. But first, he looks at what the wheat futures finish the week
7: at. Here's a look at how wheat futures finish the week. March contract Chicago winter week closed at $5.93. Up 7 cents on Friday, down 10 cents on the week. March contract Kansas hard red winter wheat closed at $6.08, up $0.03 on Friday, down $0.08 for the week. While March Minneapolis hard red spring wheat closed at $6.95, up $0.07 on Friday, down $0.04 for the week. U.S. wheat futures this Monday morning are currently trading 2 to $0.06 higher at the time of recording. As far as some of the most important news that happened in the wheat markets last week, we're going to start in Canada where Canadian wheat exports in week 24 were almost 400,000 tonnes for a season total of 9.7 million tonnes. This is 8% ahead of last year's pace. Weekly exports were below the average pace of about 408,000 tonnes but remain above the average pace that's needed to meet the AAFC's 20 million tonne export number. For Durham, Durham exports in week 24 were 71,000 tonnes for a season total of 1.4 million tonnes, down 38% from last week. The average export pace of about 60,000 tonnes per week is slightly only behind the average pace needed to meet the AAFC's 3.2 million tonne export number and we think that this should be possible given a slight increase in the pace of exports. There was 60,000 tonnes of Durham shipped to Algeria from Vancouver on Thursday. The trip is supposed to take 45 days but it's going to be interesting to see if it gets rerouted through the Strait of Magellan like a previous Durham load we mentioned a couple weeks ago. There was another Durham trade last week with Tunisia buying another 50,000 tonnes of Feb-March shipment Durham. This comes one week after they bought 50,000 tonnes of Durham the week previous. Tunisia paid an average price of $446 per tonne, which is just over $2 per tonne less than the last week's purchase. The lower Canadian dollar means that this calculates back to about $12.70 per bushel at the elevator in Saskatchewan, which is very similar to what we said last week's tender was worth. The trading company Casulo won the two shipments, and so the durum will not likely be sourced from Canada. EU countries are re-exporting some of the cheap durum that they bought from Turkey. Spain, where production was severely reduced last year due to extreme drought, has shipped three, while two, possibly three, vessels of Durham to Tunisia. There are also rumors that Italy will be doing the same. Durham prices in the EU were essentially flat over the week, except for a slight uptick in Spain, which could be because of the recent exports. Recent Durham trades continue to support strong values at the elevator in Saskatchewan. So our conclusion about Durham is that many, although many elevator bids are now below 12 dollars 5 we do hear of some limited-ton specials popping up. If not already 80% sold, we would get up to that point, selling for about $12.50 a bushel.
0: That was Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission's Market Outlook. You can find the full Market Outlook on Sask Wheat's website.
1: Here's the Market Update with Tanner wallace Gribner on 620 CKRM.
0: Your market update is for Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle, they'll find a match that exactly fits your agricultural lifestyle, proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Looking at the latest viterra grain prices, Durham at 4 dollars 760. Feed barley at 242.58. Canola at 602.12. That's up $4.90. Chickpeas at 1168.44. Flax at 591.04. Lentils at 70. at seven hundred and seventy-seven fifty, pardon me. Oats at two ninety thirty-two. Yellow peas at four sixty-six thirty-eight. Feed wheat at two thirty-eight forty-six. And one red swing wheat up two dollars and seventy-six cents to be trading at three, three hundred twenty-three seventy-six. Pardon me. There. That has been your market update. Your livestock quotes are up next
1: the saskag today livestock reports on your voice of saskatchewan 620 ckrm
0: the livestock quotes are brought to you by the wayburn livestock exchange call wayburn at 842-4574 now here are the latest livestock quotes
3: This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 23rd. Our last regular sale was on January 17th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.30 to $1.40. D3 cows sold from $1.10 to $1.25. Counter cows sold from $0.95 to $1.05. Heifers sold from $1.85 to $2.10, and good butcher bowls sold from $1.55 to $1.65. We didn't have enough steers or heifers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation, but what we did have sold well. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too.
1: Coming up next, the Resource Report. It's the SaskEd Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Tanner Wallace-Gridner. Here's the resource
0: report. As the Bank of Canada gears up to announce its next interest rate decision tomorrow, economists will be on the lookout for any clues on when it plans to start cutting those interest rates. Overall, tomorrow shouldn't bring any big surprises. The central bank is widely expected to continue holding its key interest rate steady at 5%, the same as it has the last three interest rate announcements. So far, the Bank of Canada has not ruled out the possibility of raising interest rates again if inflation doesn't cooperate but forecasters don't believe another rate height is actually on the table but we will have to wait and see for tomorrow. On the markets, the TSX is up 51 points. The Dow Jones is down 137. Oil is down 60 cents to be trading at $74.60 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is down just one one one-hundredth of a cent to be down to $74.18 US. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of today's show, tune into the On Demand Sask Egg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. I've been Tanner Wallace Scribner filling in for Ryan Young for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre emergent herbicides.